This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we are watching The Storyteller. I am Van Velding, and this is like my ninth time watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I'm Kit, and this is my first time watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, engage. It's a fun little story. You know? Sp space politics to open us up. Yeah, yeah. Good times. So. Um, but, you know, like, it's 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 using our captain's log efficiently, and it's it's sending us to um, what is eventually going to be our C-plot, our sub-basement plot. <laughs> What's the A-plot in this episode, even? I mean, it's called The Storyteller, so I assume oh. it's the one we're watching right now with O'Brien and Bashir. I assume. Is that... uh, that's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. I totally thought it was a B plot. It was meant to be. No, a I mean B that's plot. fair. That's fair. Because like the best story here isn't our structural A plot. It's it's our B. It's it's the. <laughs> I mean, it gets you though. You're like, why does O'Brien not want to do a mission? And then womp womp. <laughs> Bashir comes into frame. So. Oh, I get it. Like this. Like, <laughs> the the facial me. expression is, is very good. Oh, yeah. That's a good. It tells us a lot. It tells us a it's lot. A, it's an efficient little scene. So. These, you know, these, these two characters have like a natural lack of chemistry that works so well. It, that is um, very true. Yes. And it's just wild that uh, I don't. I'm not really a fan of the of the main story here. Wait, which is the main story? I'm sorry. <laughs> the the, uh, the one with O'Brien and Bashir. Okay, okay. Yes, I was very intrigued by it. Like I was excited for it, and then they yes. got to the explanation, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that yeah. was that was a nothing explanation. I was expecting like a cool answer to the mystery. <laughs> Yeah, like something relevatory instead of just oh yeah, it's the rocks. <laughs> so I I like I like their trading of turns of phrase, where Kira's like the people are like the land, and he's like this is my first time at plate, and she's like I I don't know that idiom. <laughs> I I explained my idiom to you. What's yours? It's <laughs> a good point. You have plates. Does the so does the can... federation just just send ahead like all the cultural stuff from the. 1980s that they could have referenced. Yeah, like by their own admission, no one plays baseball anymore. <laughs> it's so, true. I don't. I don't think that's this, this, this episode or next episode. But um, yeah, um, maybe maybe they just have a course like uh, along with like how to be melodramatic or how to be dramatic. Like a <laughs> historical cultural references for starship captains. One oh one. Pretty sure that's uh, being that mysterious as an officer, like command level course. So, <laughs> where you just gotta. So, anyway. So we saw the the ambassador, and she was a child. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're we've we've gotten our our standard teaser curveball. Yes. Now I have to figure out what that means. Yes. Is she going to be like? precocious is she going to be unreasonable is she going to be a robot we'll have to 
watch the credits and find out or watch the opening yeah. credits so i mean but like you know uh you you had you had thoughts and questions when you were watching this uh, did you know what to expect when you saw a girl negotiator not a not, young person negotiator I mean. not exactly i wasn't sure exactly what would happen um but as soon as she started talking like the, the first after the first meeting it was clear like what the what the issue was yeah and at first i actually thought that maybe they didn't get like a great actress and and she hmm. was having trouble acting but then it becomes clear like during the rest of the episode no she's fine it's just she was acting a girl trying to act tough right yeah um trying to be like this thing so you want to go ahead <laughs> go ahead yeah um so yeah like like there's two fan takes on this uh, on dr bashir and one of them is that dr bashir is autistic uh because he has hyperfixations. sometimes he misses social cues he's a little socially unsure um and like we learn other things about his background as well um and then because uh, like his his first response to ask O'Brien is, "Do you just not like me? Do I annoy you?" Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like some kind of subtle "let's feel it out" or like "let's pitch something." He just goes along with like two hours of silence before he asks the question. <laughs> um, That's true. So again, I don't I don't know much about autism. It's just you know theories I've heard. The other one uh, is that Doctor Bashir is or he's an allegory for being trans, and that would be. Uh, one reason that he would want O'Brien, who he works with a lot, to uh, call him Julian, his name, uh, or his claimed name, uh, instead of Sir, which in the Star Trek universe is gender neutral. So. But again, you know, we learn more about that in the future, too. Okay, yeah, I, I those are interesting theories. Yeah. And we'll have plenty of time to talk about him. So, yeah. I, the, the the simplest reading is that, of course, he's just nervous around the much older Chief O'Brien, who's technically subordinate to him, but who they, they don't get they don't get along very well. Yes, I think definitely Bashir really wants people to like him, and he's. I would I don't know if he's on the spectrum at all or or anything like that because I I don't have a great uh, read on that either, but yeah. Definitely, at least he has probably, excuse me, let me try that again. He has has probably at least gotten away with less than entirely socially acceptable behaviors because he kind of does it in an endearing way, right? And he's cute. He's a cute girl, so people let him get away with stuff. Oof, boy, you want to talk about bad acting. Oh. Tall tall Reagan Bajor in here is like... It's it's a bit much. Everything he's doing is a bit much. I guess, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I yeah, you're right. What about the older guy though? Because he's pretty. Imp- I I almost was wondering if he was like some some known actor that I just wasn't aware of. I don't think so. Oh. I didn't check on him. Um, <laughs> could be. He, he just um, imported right from Broadway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because his only job is mysterious old man. <laughs> that guy is in heaven, and he looked down five years later, uh, probably twelve years later, and he's like, 
fucking Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to be a Gandalf. He is. So. But Gandalf didn't exist at that at this point, right? I mean, obviously he did, but not Lord of the Rings Gandalf. Lord of the Rings uh, Gandalf. Excuse me, not not Peter Jackson Gandalf. Right, right. That that would be you know he'd be in heaven during the production of the Peter Jackson, <laughs> and be like Ian McKellen that hack. I could be twice <laughs> as old and twice as mysterious as him. <laughs> if, if that guy's alive, I'm going to feel kind of bad. Uh, I'm going to look that up to assuage my guilt. I mean, is it better if he's alive or better if he's dead? I don't know. I don't know. But but now we're now we're in the negotiation. In the negotiation, and you know, she's she's Quirk's gonna come here and be an, an entire buffoon. But her reaction is sort of appropriate. Like it's it's not appropriate in the sense that. It's <laughs> okay. This this part is a little much, <laughs> but um, but like the way the the other ambassador was treating her, like yeah, I can I can see why she would be angry because he he knows her father's dead clearly, and he's like yeah I'm just gonna mention that um and then I I, I didn't notice it at first but like he he like crossed his arms and get this smug look on his face. So, yeah, no. screw that guy is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> um, but, of course, her reaction isn't appropriate in terms of, like, getting her what she wants. She's kind of playing into his hands as far as being yeah. mad. And and that's, uh, that's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of, you know what your father would have wanted? Like, none of you knew her father. <laughs> well, I guess, like, that guy did, but he's not objective. <laughs> it's true. So, um. So yeah, like she's just in a bad space. Like, how do you, uh, how do you respond to that? I don't know, being a mall cop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He does have a good dad voice, though. Not gonna lie. He does. So he's good at this. Just this little keeping order, a light touch, but not not too much. So. We we make fun of Odo like he would throw these kids in the brig, but <laughs> he he's he's only sort of fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's learning. But... Maybe he's learning. This super pissed off girl. I've never seen yeah. anything more beautiful. I guess that in that way he takes after his uncle, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I you you've gleaned a lot about Quirk. <laughs> so quickly i'm i'm amazed so but yeah um i will say that like so so one thing is bashir has a lot of like why did you say that moments but he seems to have pretty good yeah. bedside manner yeah he does actually i mean it's it's just he's just awkward like with his personal relationships yeah he is such a mess, but he is a darn good doctor. Yeah. I kind of wish that the Syrah had done the Bajoran paw thing, where he reaches behind the ear. <laughs> for Bajor- for the consistency of Bajoran mysticism bullcrap. <laughs> this, um, is, this is homemade mysticism, though. Homegrown. Yeah. Do these, yeah, do I these guess... Bajorans even care about the, the paw? The, the, the paw? 
pot, excuse me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it might just be it might just be Kai Wen that did that. Um, but the deal is that we have a strong impression he's faking. Maybe he's not. But um, he he knew that Bashir had a companion, and I don't know that he saw Bashir's companion. I don't know if he saw O'Brien before he calls O'Brien over. That's true. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah, he his eyes would have been closed. Maybe he heard O'Brien. Maybe. I do like how he's like, "You're the chosen one." Anyway, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, like, he's just so intent, like, so weirdly intense. That's that's very true. Yes. <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> Just the shoulders, rotate shoulders, walk down stairs, <laughs> gesture animatedly every year at the harvest, it appears. I'm sorry, they just picked the worst actors for the Bajoran extras, and I don't know why. Maybe that's his character. Maybe his character is to be very stiff. <laughs> I just, no, that's right. like they're like, it's... the budget guy, the budget. <laughs> and like, look. Here's the guy. Here's the deal. And a guy reaches into a shopping cart and he pulls out this guy, and he's got like a big yellow tag on. He's like, I got him half off. The Writers Guild gave me a good. The Actors Guild gave me a really good deal. He can do it. It's just exposition. It's true. How do you mess that up? <laughs> this little bit with Jake and Dog feels organic. It's it's very funny. It's very good. Although, like, yeah. the fact that they just looked at the manifest to find out where this girl's staying. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, don't don't stalk women. Yeah, don't don't stalk women and go to there. <laughs> it's it's cute when you're a child, but like less cute. <laughs> so, I like that Jake is the one who's actually the cool operator, because because Nog is the one who's like from the streets, right? Oh, that's I I guess. I mean, but the first has... time we saw Nog, he was doing crimes. <laughs> that's true. But he has his yeah. father for a father. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And, and Jake um, has Cisco for a dad, right? Like, they they have different behavior modeled for them. That's true. And I, I feel like being brought up Ferengis is a lot like being brought up homeschooled. <laughs> Where... It's That's a very exactly insular frame it culture. Right? It's it's so. brought up like it's more than that. It's brought up as like unschooled. They don't even bother to teach them how to read and write. Maybe I shouldn't be yeah. that mean to unschooling, but it, right. Let's just say like homeschool, except like just the absolute worst homeschooling. Darwinian homeschooling. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, look when you put you when you put your kids. To work in factories when they're children, which I don't know if the Ferengi do that. They learn fast reflexes, yes. Grammar, maybe not so much. <laughs> so. Star Trek has, has tries to maintain a certain action and science fiction quotient, and uh, this is it for the storyteller. And it's, you know, it's a good scene. And uh, like I said, this... This speech is maybe like, oh, is this guy like a theater person, or is he like someone well known that he got to deliver this like big speech? Because he does a pretty good job. 
Uh, he was in The Last Starfighter. His name is K. Edward K.E. Cooter. Okay. Um, he began acting in the mid-50s. He's been TV and film guy. Um, is he still alive? He died in 2003. The Jackson films killed him. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so he died of pulmonary complications. Oh, that's Um He was also in Star Trek The Next Generation. I didn't realize this. He played the... Um, there's an episode where Barkley gets super smart. And he steals the Enterprise to bring it through people in the center of the galaxy. And one of their heads appears in the Enterprise bridge to tell him what's up. And he's that head. <laughs> he's a head. Yeah. Okay. He's an old guy head with alien stuff in him. And a, a hollow reflector forehead. A hollow reflector in the middle of his forehead. I see. Um, he's like, here's what's up with this plot. <laughs> um, but now he's this guy. And I gotta say, bit typecast. <laughs> yeah. So, you no. Know. It's good, though. Yeah. I mean, it's like the whole alien culture in some forgotten corner of Beja where, like, is there not a tour book you could consult? <laughs> I like how they didn't tell him anything. O'Brien, I mean. Like, they were like, the Dalarok comes and it'll destroy the village. Okay, bye. Yeah. Like, don't you know anything <laughs> about this creature? <laughs> yeah. It's the Dalrock. Doesn't every village have one? <laughs> Their own Dalrock. <laughs> he just does Dalrocks. a tour of the world. Like, yeah. oh no. I wanted to reference Final Fantasy X, but I forgot the, the big monster in that. You can spoil Final Fantasy X. It's, it's from 2001. <laughs> it's, <laughs> trust me, it's not going to surprise us. Ooh, it's went from mob to pandemonium. It did. Everyone's having a bad time. Yeah. Except for the fan, the guy that's renting the fan. That guy's making <laughs> out like a <laughs> bandit. Yes. Sin. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't. I couldn't remember it. What's yeah. that? In Final Fantasy X, a, a giant monster called Sin just like goes around and screws things up constantly for everybody. Oh, I see. Yeah. It would be great if they're like, yeah, no, Dalrock's the key, the key facet of this Star Trek setting. And he's like, no one else has a Dalrock. <laughs> but they go to other planets and other planets do have Dalrock's. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> So, uh, I guess the point of this is that mob justice can be useful. <laughs> yes. That's this, our lesson. This, yes, it's very strange that, that the conceit of this is just, you can manipulate people's emotions by yelling things at them. Yeah. And they can make shimmering lights happen. I mean, look, it's just, isn't... <laughs> Kalamini's a good actor, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't ever let me say otherwise. But I think he's really selling uh, how Chief O'Brien is not a charismatic leader of men. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. But it works somehow. Yeah. It works somehow. <laughs> Probably because the, the old guy's there with him. Yeah. Yeah, and the Siraz got the hand bracelet handlet oh that's true palm ring 
I yes. don't even know what this jewelry is. <laughs> like, oh. hand watch? <laughs> As opposed to a wristwatch? I don't. <laughs> Still not the worst delivery of a their deadline I've ever seen. It's true. <laughs> he should be Syrah. He yells real good. He does yell real good. <laughs> Yay, we the people are happy now. I just feel like they hired all these extras for one day and then just put like like an applause light, which they all have, but there's also like an angry mob light, and then underneath that there's like a uh, a cheer a, a panic light, and they just like click the lights. <laughs> they get it all shot in fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's fair. So I do like how he's holding the boo she wants in his hand. Yeah, it's a regular thing. Yeah. Maybe. It's just a cinematography thing, right? Like it's Yeah. It's much less awkward to do it that way. Yeah. So, um and that's the thing, like all of these people poop as well. But we're not gonna stop and be like, Oh, I got the worst indigestion from eating at Quarks last night. <laughs> Excuse me for five to ten minutes. <laughs> And they come back and they're like, man, that's great. Like, they don't, like, that happens, but they don't show it on screen because it's a waste of time. Right. So, the same way they don't show Quark fumbling around with $20 to make a, $20, 20 bottles to make a Star Drifter. Yeah. So, these guys don't have the budget for Guinan's special colors changing drinks. So. She's so aggro. Oh, she is. Yeah. That's one way to get a response out of people that you know you're going to get. It's one way to get a reliable response out of people is to be aggro. That's very true. I mean, you but know, without, without it's being... It's also so hmm? obvious... Oh, sorry. Um, it's also so no, obviously, no. like, putting on a front, right? Yeah. I mean, adults have a lot of experience that kids don't. Like, there's no kid that's smart enough to kind of jump that. Yeah. Um, and so she's always at this disadvantage. Yeah. Because even just Cisco's people skills like give him this insight to what's going on. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, it's not explicitly said, and I kind of wish it was a little different, um, where it's like, hey, look, if you want to be aggro and treat everybody like your enemy and always assume that they're trying to get something over on you, that is a very simple way to go through life. Um, but... You never get taken advantage of. You never lose. There's no uncertainty for you. Everybody's the enemy except for your friends. And then you just treat everybody like an enemy or a friend. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the philosophy she's dealing with. And it's the kind of philosophy you see here. And at the end, we kind of go, hey, you lose out. Yeah. You lose out if you do that. Yeah. There's a risk of that nuance, but it's worth it. <laughs> I really like this interaction for a lot of reasons. Because uh, at first I thought the subplot was going to be, or I guess this this A plot was going to be her like trying to manipulate <laughs> them. But no, they're just hanging out, um, dangling off the promenade. And yeah. then there's this, which is the best. <laughs> it's pretty good. Because, so. <laughs> no. you know, she asks people about, about, you know, who they go to when they need help. And Jake's like, my dad. And Nog's like, oh yeah, me too. And then she's like, hey, does that help? And Jake is like, yeah. And Nog is like, no. <laughs> Immediate, no. 
Yeah. So. Very good timing. Yeah. It's great. And it's it's a scene that goes a lot of places. Yes. Um, and that tells you a lot about these characters. And they're kids, but they're they're pretty deep kids and they're well acted. Yes. So. I need to see how it'll come along. <laughs> we need this conversation to end now. It's going to drag on too long otherwise. Hey, this it's the best way to end though. a conversation. That's true. <laughs> and Odo's like, yeah, I intimidated those children. That's the Odo <laughs> we know. <laughs> I love so, how supportive are, Bashir is here while also not being supportive. Yeah. He's excited. He likes the adventure. So. <laughs> Look what I would have missed. You yeah. being tormented. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you, you kind of want, uh, like, I was hoping, right, on this mission, like, oh, Chief O'Brien and, and Dr. Bashir, they're gonna, they're, this is gonna be the one where they become friends. Um, and that's not, we get, like, a good good interaction between them, yeah. but that, that, that does not happen here. That's true. So, what we do get is we do get Bashir being really enthusiastic about this, but not really thinking through what that means for how O'Brien feels about that. Yes. I have faith in Which seems... Yeah. <laughs> kind of Julian's... One of his, his core character flaws is not taking anything seriously, which is a very odd character flaw for a doctor. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I don't know. In Starfleet, I guess a lot of things are fixed by just you rubbing uh, a technology on them. Yeah. This is where the episode gets truly bad. All story and acting aside. It's like, oh, they want to have sex with you. Here's... Here's our village concubines. <laughs> like, what? What? I do like how I think Bashir is enjoying this, like from a em- embarrassing O'Brien perspective. Yeah, he is. Well, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I really got that, but I can kind of see that. Maybe just so. enjoying it, despite enjoying the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, I get. Like he really enjoys like this cool thing that's happening, but he doesn't realize how stressed O'Brien is about it. Yes, although he does um, back him up here. Yeah, it's like, well, who's who's gonna tell the story? I don't know, man. You guys have the intelligence of five-year-olds. Figure <laughs> it out. Can I get a Cliff Notes or like anything? Yeah, <laughs> he's literally asking O'Brien for a story, like. I don't think I'm over. I don't think I'm underselling their intelligence here. <laughs> that's that's fair. But, I think it has to be the story, though. Yeah. So, of course, the only thing that keeps them here is decorum, social pressure. <laughs> it's probably against our fleet pro- protocol to let a monster destroy a village by just leaving. That that is true. That is true. <laughs> um. A pleasure of non-interference. But yeah, no, I get you. That's a good point. Um, so, uh, but, you know, for, for me talking about Bashir, maybe maybe having like autistic tendencies, he does, he does clock the um, village ladies offering services pretty quickly. Yes. So, yes. It's fairly, it's a pretty quick intuitive leap. So, then again, he is kind of a horn dog. So. <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking, like, particularly as he sits down on the couch and asks his his junior officer, 
well, not even officer, right? Asks right, O'Brien, right. who is his junior in the military complex, that is Starfleet. Well, now what are we gonna do? And yeah, <laughs> that made me think of like younger, youngest sibling syndrome, right? Like, and yeah. I have, I'm, I'm the youngest sibling, and oh. someone once pointed out to me that like one quirk of younger siblings is that they often don't remember where they parked a car because it was it was always like when you're like going around as a family or whatever you go to a concert if you're the youngest sibling you never have to remember where where the car was parked because either your parents or your older siblings will remember it right that's sort of like not having to have responsibility and not having to be the one to solve the problem and Bashir going there and being like well my junior in Starfleet now what are we gonna do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. okay, way to not take any responsibility. Uh, yeah, that's fine. He gets away with it though, because he's a cute yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, yeah. Another thing is that you know, as as a junior officer, he should be asking. Uh, the the phrase is senior enlisted because O'Brien is the senior ranks of enlisted personnel. Um, oh, did I get it backwards? You... No, 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 no. He is. He's a he is Bashir's subordinate. Okay. So like he doesn't, you know, any officer outranks any enlisted person. Right, right, right. The okay. deal is that O'Brien has like twenty years of enlisted experience, and Bashir has like two years of officer experience. That's true. So, um, Julian is a superior rank wise, but um, he would do very well to listen to senior enlisted. That's true. Um. So yeah. But now, now we're doing hijinks. Teen hijinks. Now we're doing hijinks. <laughs> um, which <laughs> I love that he just yells it. <laughs> um, yeah. I also like that that doesn't look like oatmeal. I'm sure it is actually oatmeal, probably. I don't uh, know. I don't know, though. It kind of looks like My... glue. It's probably stage oatmeal. <laughs> stage so. oatmeal. It's like whatever they got. <laughs> it's so. good that everyone's laughing. That's how you know it's a good prank. Yes. And while Jake was temporarily uh, upset um, at the thought of having Odo spilled on him, <laughs> um, it's good because Nog set this up. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if I should accuse Cisco of profiling for catch, for just stopping Nog from running on the promenade. Well, but... he does have oatmeal all over him. So that's true. And like Odo it just could... walked in like uh, yeah. into the security office. So, yeah, but it's good. And now, now we're now she's stuck in these. She's trying to be so serious. Now she's stuck in these kid prank kid things. prank things. Yeah, I was like that. That facade of being an adult. Yeah, doesn't doesn't work for her now. She's been seriously undermined by letting her guard down for a moment. Yeah, I do like that when they got found out. No, I'm just like booked it. He bolted. Yeah. <laughs> He knows what's up. He does. So. Very good Ferengi instincts. Yes. So. Look, <laughs> if, if Cisco hadn't been there, he would have gotten away or uh, his friends would have gotten away. So there you go. And here again, Bashir is like coaching O'Brien. Like, this is what she wants from you. Yeah. So. It would be hilarious if there was a book on this that that 
the sheer red. And just red on the way over. That's what he was yeah. doing for those two hours when O'Brien wasn't talking to him. He was reading yeah. the data pad like tour guide. <laughs> He's like, eh, Dalrock seems bad. Maybe just a myth. Well, yeah, Dalrock's real. Yeah. I think real if this guy spent of, less time, huh? Uh, real and kind of like non-existent, right? In this really weird, the tricorder doesn't pick up anything. No. You're Not even a fragment of the celestial temple. <laughs> I have the prophets. I just think if this guy spent less time lurking, learning how to lurk menacingly and be <laughs> ominous, and more time doing Syrah duties, he would have been better at it. He's like, hey, I'm just going to be ominous, hands close to my body, behind my, behind me, and uh, closing the door behind me. Yeah. Slowly reach for a knife under my tunic. <laughs> Every suspicious move in the book. <laughs> Luckily, O'Brien is so, completely oblivious. Completely oblivious. He is distracted, so. to be fair. He is, yeah. He's under a lot of, lot of stress. It was so aggro. Like, surely yeah. he taught you everything. Even though I was there the whole time and I saw that he just repeat told you to repeat some stuff and then died. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the door is weird, right? But then the knife is weird, too. It's the like, knife look. is also weird, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so is this a fight scene or is this not a fight scene? I don't think it counts as a fight scene. Fair enough. My initial impression it's an, was... It's an arm yeah. wrestling scene, is what it is. <laughs> I've seen how, double... How did he get the knife from him? He he reached for it before he pushed him away. Okay. And that worked because um, it's in the script. <laughs> Look, I've seen the trailer for that arm wrestling movie from Sylvester Stallone. I'm just saying, I don't... I think even they bothered to have stuntmen in there. <laughs> This feels like the script said fight scene, and then when they looked up, all the stunt doubles were on strike. It was the stunt double strike of 1993. <laughs> and they're like, wrestle with the knife, well, make some jokes, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll try not to. Was was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, well, murder failed. Let me just tell you what's going on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Maybe he was just mad, right? And he got he got to arm wrestle his feelings out, so he feels better now. I freaking guess you're now ready to lead this village. <laughs> that murder thing probably won't happen again. <laughs> I mean, it was a very nah. bad murder attempt. So it was like he it was pre planned technically, but not very well. Yeah. So this sorcerer, Jason. He will try to kill you, but he's bad at it. So it's a lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would be great if, if at the well, I guess we'll get to the end. But I have a great alternate ending for this. Okay. Um. So, villager slots make the Dowrock. Sounds uh, great. And then that's your explanation. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Because it's an orb of the prophet, you know, the prophets from the wormhole, they give people visions of the past, present, and future. So, a piece of them can make fears into a cloud monster, <laughs> that which can't... we want to do. 
<laughs> and we kept doing and honestly i expected them to end the ritual forever sort of thing right like that's where yeah. i thought this was going why wouldn't you why wouldn't you indeed <laughs> o'brien looks so happy there he is because he's a happy man he I like solves how these, all of the problems i like how these pejorids just don't have lines everyone's just always looking in the sarah's house constantly <laughs> On the other hand, no matter what you say of Bajor, obviously no bugs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, no, don't give in to peer pressure. <laughs> that's all that's happening here. This guy's going, I insist. And Bashir's like, ah, fine. <laughs> no problem. I'll, I'll wear a magic bracelet and robe and fight a monster, I guess. <laughs> and if I fail, your village will be destroyed. I mean, if you insist, we'll play it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of letting the murder guy who <laughs> hates the village but would be good at it. You know what? This is a wash. Do we even have a moral lesson? I guess this story has a moral lesson. Yes. So. She find a good common ground with with Cisco here. In his own way. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cisco at this point kind of sort of remembers she's an actual child. Yeah. And he's probably a, at least a little impressed with with her like taking responsibility sort of thing, right? Yeah. And then talking about this. It would have been very easy for her to be aggro about that. Yes. Very. So, no matter how obviously in the wrong she was for it, um, you know, he's willing to let her play this out. Yeah. Which is kind of our lesson, that he's not, you know, going to come down or try to use this as a way to get concessions out of her. Um, it's a way to let her, you know, kind of voice herself and to talk and for him to listen. Yeah. So she nails this. Whoever this actress is, she's nailed oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. I don't think she really had a horse in the uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings thing. <laughs> and she, I'm, I'm going to look it up if she's going to be Eowyn or something. <laughs> Her name's Gina Phillips. And... Oh, she was in Jeepers Creepers. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Last acting work is in 2019. Not off and on. Hmm. Then a couple uh, episodes of TV. Oh, she was in Boston Public for a while. Hmm. Five episodes. So, she's in Allie McBeal. She's in a lot of episodes of Allie McBeal. All right. Oh, That's God. good. She seems talented. I forgot about the existence of Allie McBeal. <laughs> well, Gina Phillips didn't. <laughs> All right. I think most of what I know about Allie McBeal is from the song, which I I don't know how how There's popular song? the song got. Yes, uh, I think it's by the Da Vinci's Notebook. So it was it was kind of a a joke like comedy song that achieved some okay. modicum popularity. Okay, I'm not going to say I recommend it, but that is basically all I remember Fair about enough. Allie McBeal is that song. All I know about it is that episode of Futurama. Oh, God. 
That's right. Where <laughs> she's a single female lawyer, I think, or something. Yes, yes, that's and, right. Yeah. And Fry spills drink on the thing the night it goes out, and then like a thousand years later, the aliens are angry because it got interrupted, so they have to write the rest of the episode. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that, so. but I I remember now. Omicron Percy I ate. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah. <laughs> so now, now for the cringe. Yeah, there this is uh. You can't just do it on the night of. You got to write a script. <laughs> you got to go over to at least one. This is YouTuber one hundred and one guy. <laughs> so. I like how he no was... one ever gave O'Brien the cliff notes for this. No. <laughs> like he was a mean guy and didn't like people. <laughs> the worst <laughs> but <laughs> I like how he slips in the village is ready to fight like it's always fought with your uh do the thing guys do the thing guys <laughs> rawr rawr so and I like that Bash- uh Bashir's like nah it's, it's totally you dude the Syrah set up this complicated mousetrap mechanism of almost destroying the village that you could <laughs> take over yeah I'm like i don't think that was sarah's intention at all i think i think little mr stabs a lot shouldn't be anything in this village <laughs> but uh it's convenient for us that's fair that's true yeah so <laughs> let's really look he sounds like he's at like a, a meeting <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys synergize your feelings to me <laughs> Dalrock. <laughs> the Dalrock is mad at him specifically, which, given that it's the manifestations of the village's fears, is somewhat telling. Uh, yeah. Reddit, uh, Chief O'Brien is trying to rally people to do anything good on Reddit, is what it is. <laughs> it's like, no, they're going to turn on you, buddy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Poor O'Brien. I feel so bad. It would have been great if he'd walked up to O'Brien and like pulled up the knife and just stabbed the Dalrock. <laughs> that would have man, that would have made a full story full circle. <laughs> it's like he's the only guy who could have done this. Just oh, stab it God. up. <laughs> Is that your alternate ending? That's my alternate ending. <laughs> he just stabs it. The knife. It's pretty far away. Yeah. Well, like he 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 play it real cool. Like he did before, and, the, and just get close to the Dalrock. <laughs> and then once the Dalrock's back was turned, he'd check for a mirror, character arc, and then stab it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to mute so I can breathe for a second. <laughs> but yeah, I just... I don't, we, we learn nothing, no one cares. I don't even like these villagers. I... <laughs> If if the Dalrock could do anything that shows a little bit of like ability, you know, uh, I I root for the Dalrock. So, yeah, that's fair. It's it's basically this village versus a blank slate, and the blank slate is a little ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree. You know, the Dalrock wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for them. If existence is suffering, they're the villains. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway. yeah. But 
you know, she manages to change the border and then still get the value yeah. of the uh, of the land on the other side. Yeah. So, it's good. And and now their border isn't tied to a river, which is good. Because when they said it's tied to a river, I was like, oh, yes. An unchangeable thing. River. <laughs> well, like, Bajoran culture is... I think we've mentioned it before. Like, Bajoran culture was jamming when humans were still apes. So, like, you're going to have some pretty old treaties in there. That's that's true. So, yeah. Um, but here's the end of our O'Brien-Bashir storyline. Yes. Which is that uh, Julian's like, you know what? You you seem to legitimately loathe me. You don't have to call me Julian anymore. Let's just <laughs> undo any progress. No, I don't, I don't think that's it. I, I think... Yeah. I think they've established enough of a rapport that Julian feels like he doesn't need like a first name basis to lean on as a crutch. Although I will yeah. say that like the whole dynamic, particularly the, the shuttle uh, ride, yeah. <laughs> just reminded me, and I, I don't know, I don't remember a whole lot of details about this, but okay. uh, there was like a clip or an episode of Scooby-Doo where they, in, in, in the universe, right, in the show, the characters were like, hey, we always like split up in this way, right? Like, Fred and Daphne and and Scooby and and Shaggy and Velma, let's let's mix it up. Let's like change change how we pair off, and then at some point while they're doing that, like it's really awkward the whole time. It's, and at some point, some one of them says like, "Let's never do this again." <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. Do they so so do Bashir and um and O'Brien ever do this again? <laughs> <laughs> we will have to wait and see. <sighs> okay, all right. Bye. Um, you know, like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of show ahead of us. This might be the first of what I call the spaghetti episodes where they take two characters that don't really have like a background or a rapport and they'll put them on a mission together. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of see if the chemistry works or if it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and in this episode, I would say it really doesn't. That's just my take. I think it does just not for the characters themselves. (laughs) All right. Um, so final thoughts, final thoughts on the storyteller. Um, pretty good. At least I really like the B plot, right? I, li- I like the, or to be more specific, the, the plot with Jake and Nog and yeah, the lady. I, I don't know her name. I keep, do they tell Gina us? Phillips. Well, okay. they do tell us. I mean, the um, character's name. Varys Sewell. Oh. Because okay. I have it right in front of me on <laughs> Gina Phillips' IMDb. <laughs> Yes, so that was so. a good plot. Um, the the Dalrock was a little disappointing in that I was totally expecting it to be some cool like science, at least at least some techno babble, at least something besides eh, it's made of their thoughts. Moving on. Yeah, magic rocks and then feelings happen. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, okay, well next week we are going to be watching uh, progress. Progress. Uh, until then, remember you exist here. <laughs>